0: To be back, backed in the backed in, backed in like a truck, backed in like a trailer, backed in like the way I got all my successes. Again, I'm whispering. I don't know why. Normally, I can speak at a regular volume, but you know what? Sometimes you just want to whisper. Well, it's Chop Chat, it's the Chop Chat with your chap. It's Chap Chop Chat. And get ready. For the special ingredient tonight is cheese. It's a chop chat about cheese. We are in season 40, episode 66, I believe. My name is Julianne Papelka. And I'd say, in spirit of the cheese, I'm going to make as many puns as I can about cheese starting. <laughs> Not now. Parmesan. That's all I got. Um, I don't pretend to be that witty, but they'll come to me and I'll say them. And we will live together in union, in happy harmony, me and the cheese puns. All right, we got first guy, Zach Davis. Oh no, Zach. He works at a wine bistro in Northern California. He's pretty, I mean, kind of like an all-American guy looking. He has a a chin strap beard, but also a mustache and a goatee. It's a pretty manicured beard. Looks like he has black forbidden rice in his demo dishes. And he's definitely doing some beautiful plates uh, in his demo. But, you know, he's just like a regular white guy, followed by, guess what? Another regular white guy. (sighs) Mm. (laughs) He is from Brooklyn. I don't know his name, but we're going to call him Brooklyn tonight, using a lovely ring mold to do what looks like some sort of shrimp ceviche on an avocado. Oh, a woman. Thank you. Yeah, throw your hands up. You deserve it. Salt and Vine in Nashville, Tennessee. And she's saying something about Middle Eastern heritage as part of what she does. I hope so. We got a fried lotus root on there. That's knife. That's knife. That's the new way to say. It cuts right through to the heart because it's so good. That's knife. That's knife because it stabs you. That's knife because we have another woman. Good. She's cutting up some Romanesco in her demo. She works at a place called Pizza Rock (laughs) in Sacramento, California. I mean, they got some beautiful looking wood-fired pizzas, but you know what I would like to see in a demo, in a restaurant, is a pizza assembled truly like the way you would get it in Italy, which in my experience has been, you know, thin bread down cheese, and then the sauce is dotted on top, and then you know, there's no such thing as this pepperoni. I remember we always struggle to find pepperoni and our poor parents, you know, they're just trying to show us a good time, and we're just obsessed with finding this American pepperoni equivalent in Europe. It just doesn't work that way. And we're on the entree round. We got a Philly cheesesteak bowl. And we start off with an abomination. And then a lemon soda. Italian sausage. And Herbed goat cheese. Oh, stupid boy with his stupid face. The first guy, he's smirking like, yeah, I've got this. He's so confident. I hope he gets chopped just for his hubris. That grin. What tricks do you have in your pocket? I don't see anything of interest. Laura Myers. She's grabbing a baguette. This is the one from Pizza Brick. (laughs) Pizza Rock. The herbed goat cheese, she took a huge slice of that. And I guess that's kind of just like what she's doing with her life. You know, I'm not trying to pass judgments, but normally you see these chefs take a sample, they take a small bite. She took a cheese board size wedge out of the herbed goat cheese round and then popped the entire the wedge right in her little mouth. Um, And then just kept going, which I think is pretty funny. And see, now we have the juxtaposition to Roth, I think her name is. I got that wrong. I know I got it wrong. She takes a sample of the cheese. She cuts a small slice, puts it on her tongue, gets a sense of the flavor, and then um, continues cooking. We got a guest judge tonight alongside Marcus Samuelson and... Alex Shelley, a white woman. Rahaf, sausage, meatball, herb, pesto. She's putting the Philly cheesesteak bowl into the food processor. Is she going to use that as a binding agent? Did she say meatballs? Did I just read that out loud and I already forgot it? Honestly, good chance that that did just happen. She's talking about being a little just a little sprightly girl. And I understand that, but I guess her competitors are all large and in charge. And she's saying it's intimidating being small in the physical presence of all these tall people. And I understand how that goes. People over six feet, I just assume they're hanging out with me or talking to me out of pity. You know, like, look at you, you small, small person. You'll never experience the world that I know. Because I experienced the world that you know when I was 13. So, such is life. So, Brooklyn boys slicing up the Philly cheesesteak bowl. This Philly cheesesteak bowl looks like a San Francisco clam chowder soup bread bowl, except inside of it is the Philly cheesesteak slop. And when I said it was an abomination, I did mean that it is a sin, a disgrace against God and man. Unlike, okay, we got sausages in a pan, and Alex Cornish Shelley has got two hands up and she's acting like she's taking a bite of a big old sandwich, uh, mouth agape, and. <sighs> again we are faced with the face we are making vittles with the visage of the devil himself and as i said that he looks directly well he's looking at the producer really intently which i think is really interesting a lot of times you get excited you see bad things but this guy you can see that as he's having this interview with whoever's trying to draw the story out behind the scenes he is looking into her or him and trying to figure them out while also being super cocky and he's got that stupid smirk and that stupid smug on his face it's really hard to support him as a person on the show. I just see a bunch of other people that I think could stand to win. And maybe this guy could, you know, get taken down a notch or two. Um, All right, Brooklyn boy, he's making a rat tattoo. It's a very French dish. He does have pretty good knife skills. I'd say this dice was pretty uniform. I do appreciate that when I see that on the show. Sometimes you see some really nice knife skills. (laughs) The man that I hate, did have a picturesque mince of that red onion. Those squares were perfect. I'm trying to get a sense. They're about as big as my pinky, one centimeter by one centimeter dice. Lovely. And when you you know making a something with onion in it, you gotta have it that small, especially on this show. The judges will take a dump right on your chest for serving them wrong and oh my goodness i would be so disappointed too and it looks like i don't know his name i just call him the man that i hate zach is his name i wonder if it's zachariah or zachary it's Z A C K, if that matters and we have lara she's scraping off the herbs from the cheese circle. She sliced bread in half and threw it on open flame. Brooklyn is dumping something into a blender and in goes the milk just to dash. Very cute. Uh, our little girl, Rahaf, is spooning green into a bowl. Oh, she's slicing red onions. Oh, she's not going to treat those with anything, she should at least put a little acid on them. Oh, is she making a quick pickle? That'd be quite nice. Okay, the devil himself is plating, but I don't know what. I just see some cherry tomatoes on a plate. We have sausage patties going down. I would not equate a sausage patty with elegance or refinement, which seems like something he would pride himself on just because he's an arrogant person. We have some slaw going down, sauce going down. Throw it in, throw it down. Alex going to show. He's so nervous. Sauce on. Grate some lemon. Swish, swish, and the pots are down and the hands are up. And sometimes I wonder if it's creative editing when they take it down to the wire. Like, was it really that intense? This one did look that intense because they did have to show them, you know, with their hands up, and this guy threw his pot down. She is worried about the red onion. Oh no, Rahaf, what did I, did I just say about the raw red onion? Oh, Rahaf, oh, you're so small. I hoped you had a big brain in that tiny body, but you just made a big boo boo. And because they left it in, I can only assume that we're going to talk about it. They just gave us a little hint. Pan-seared Italian sausage with panzanella salad. A goat cheese sauce, he made a streak. This is young boy, El Diablito. And somebody loves the cheese sauce. I don't know who. And Liz Thorpe, author and cheese expert is her tag, said something about being very balanced and Alex Shelley agrees about the cherry tomatoes and how they are underutilized pantry ingredient. And now she's saying she would have liked a tomatillo against that cheese. Interesting. Oh no, Marcus Samuelson just came from the wings like a bat and just shit on him, said you didn't cook your patty evenly. Goat cheese stuffed meatball on a pesto with those big old raw red onions. That was probably horrible. And Marcus Samuelson likes the idea of stuffing the meatball. But oh no. Surprise of the century, he doesn't like the red onions right on top. Too much red onion, too much red onion. All the teleprompter, not the teleprompter. The closed captioning read was two lines of too much red onion, too much red onion. So, was she Syrian. She said she loved cooking for her family. She is saying it's kind of taboo for women in the kitchen or for her. And she says she likes proving people wrong. And Marcus Samuelson, I like that, I like that. So we're just kind of having an issue. Now we have a spicy sausage sub with lemon-herbed goat cheese sauce. That's right, we do have the lemon soda. So that's what the gastric was in the first place. And Marcus said, this is outstanding sandwich. The choice of charred peppers, quote-unquote, it works. Uh Uh-oh, but the goat cheese and the lemon soda are overwhelmed by the sausage and the peppers. Says... Liz. That is a direct quote from her to you. Not a lot of bread. I understand. Thank you. Finally, Brooklyn born ratatouille crouston with lemon and grapefruit jam, creamy goat cheese, spicy sausage. Honestly, I'm very hungry watching this. I. Don't know why, but it's just been very difficult for me to find the time to go grocery shopping this week. So, we've just been kind of making it work with what we got. A lot of beans, rice, chicken, but I want that big ground beef experience and uh uh-oh. Cheese. Someone's talking shit about the cheese. Lemony, grapefruity flavor profile. So I actually find the immediate connection between those things. Your cooking is amazing. Wow, bravo. Okay, good. So it sounds like he's doing pretty good. Brooklyn boy. Um, oh no, but he's getting docked for bowl. This is something that is always so sad. They picked the wrong vessel to prevent, prevent their dish from winning. Truly because they did not present their dish on the correct vessel. It's a gosh darn shame. It happens occasionally and we're going forward with our life, but that was too bad. He would have had the, you know, kind of the all-star moment if he hadn't have just put it on a correctly sized plate. Don't they know? Haven't they learned by now? So, what's your favorite cheese? My favorite cheese is probably... Mm, Let me think about it. Oh no! The devil himself is going down to Georgia because of some reasons. Who cares? But that's what he gets. So, justice was served quickly. I guess... (laughs) sad. Full disclosure, I do not pre-watch these shows. This is enough television for me. The mandatory ingredients for the entree round are a deep dish pizza. Oh, they're killing me right now. It looks so good. Ah, oh, deep dish pizza. Get me some Canadian bacon. I'm gonna make a pizza. From this pizza, I'm gonna make a peep pizza with queen weaver ants oh yeah Raph I feel the same way I wonder if it's just Raph I don't pronounce the H I can't hear anything I don't keep the volume above Uh 7 a pecorino will be our cheese for the entree round so Canadian bacon Um, those ants those are going to be used like peppery Uh, accoutrement so I would just pulse those What if you, very ambitiously, took the cheese from the pizza, the cheese and the bottom of the crust from the deepest pizza, because the sauce is on top. scrape those off. Made some sort of gnocchi. Uh, See, Laura's got the same kind of idea where she's going, making an Italian entree, and that's probably smarter than my idea. Uh, I love polenta. She's making polenta. Damn it, I'm hungry. This is really hard to watch tonight. She is grating her pecorino nice and fine. She's really just dumping in light snow. But that polenta needs to be thinned out. What is a polenta if it is not creamy? Okay, so Roth is taking the tomato sauce off of her pizza. She's putting pasta into the boiling water. She's making Canadian bacon and chorizo pasta? I don't know about that. That seems a little sacrilegious (laughs) if you ask me. So, I would have made some sort of play on like a carbonara with the Canadian bacon using the ingredients if you could, you know, because they have the ricotta gnocchi. Could you make something similar like a little dumplings from the cheese. Oh, Franco is a broken boy, and was he making spaghetti carbonara? He puts a little pancetta in there with the Canadian bacon. That's a smart idea. What the hell? Laura, I believe her name is, again, with the extra super samples. She's eaten, like, huge bites. Like, let me get a taste of that. Mm, let me get a taste of that again. You know, like, this is dinner. <laughs> Alex Gornishelli says Canadian bacon, quote-unquote, some people just call it Canadian ham. I don't know what the difference is. Canadian bacon is not held in high regard, so immediately I think about candying the Canadian bacon and adding it to an arugula salad. Now, I think she missed something right here because she could have done a nice play on a uh, frisée Lardon. Uh, instead, she's going the arugula. Why not? If you're rendering off all that fat, put it on a real structured, strong, bitter green like the frisée, and have a really playful and delightful dish. Poach an egg on top. What else is in this basket? Oh yeah, grind up, grind up the eggs. That's your peppery feeling peppery feeling. I don't think that was the correct word. It would be nice too. You could um, render out additional bacon from or bacon fat, some additional fat, and then maybe even add the tomato sauce from the deep dish pizza to kind of add a more rich flavor to the vinaigrette made with the grease. That would be interesting and nice. And then Great with pecorino? I wouldn't call it an entree, though. That's probably where you would get decked. But what if you just quickly fried up some duck breast? <laughs> I don't see why not. Mm. So they say. They don't say anything. Okay, so we've got pizza and ants in a food processor right now on Lanfranco I believe is his name and we've got a couple of pats of butter going into the pan on Laura's station Lanfranco just took his pasta out of the pot and is tossing it uh, with his egg mixture the Canadian bacon and pancetta. it looks like there's some brussels sprouts on there that polenta does not look good on Laura's I want polenta to be creamy, smooth, well-structured. I want it to be velvet on the mouth. What we have is a chunky pile that looks like scrambled eggs, a side salad, and some stuff on top. Now we have a hastily assembled pasta bowl on Roth's station, and she is shaving cheese on top, making me very nervous with her use of that shaver, I guess we're going to call it. Um, Lanfranco working furiously. Luckily, Scott Connet's not a judge tonight. Nobody wants to serve him pasta, yet they always do. Now we have something going on top of oh, the candied Canadian bacon going on top of the arugula salad. Oh, it looks terrible. Laura's dish is unattractive. And let's see, Lanfranco's dish, I think, looked pretty good. Roth's dish is a little rustico, and those bowls were not wiped down. It does look like slop and trough. Oh, is that sliced up sausage? (laughs) That's terrible. That is a really terrible use of what I think is even a pantry ingredient. So she should be ashamed of herself. I know I would be. Okay, now we're presenting. And I think fresh off the bat, it's not a of phrase at all, we have Roth and her Canadian bacon and chorizo, pasta, quick recap, deep dish pizza, ants, pecorino cheese, and the ham, Canadian bacon and chorizo, marinara, pasta. Why did she add the chorizo? makes no sense that would have been so fine without it you know there are classic Italian recipes that like a bacon-based pasta sauce such as a bolognese I think she could have done a lot better but I think she got a compliment however the oh yeah she's getting docked on the chorizo use uh Guest judge Liz couldn't taste the Canadian bacon. And now she's getting dunked on for it. Wild spaghetti marinara. Wrong. Wild spaghetti carbonara from Lanfranco. And he is talking about the bacon and the pancetta and adding it i think he's getting good compliments alex likes the way he used the ants on the dish i see them i taste them i enjoy the texture the sheep's milk cheese oh it's not a pecorino or maybe it is i don't know the sheep's milk cheese was used well is what they're saying so i think he did good this looks stupid cheesy polenta with Italian sausage and Prosecco cheese sauce, the candied bacon and arugula salad. What we have here is something that I would eat at my desk sadly, alone, while to my right my sworn enemy sits breathing heavily. Likely she's going to turn the fan on to try and ice me out and prevent a mere whiff Of the food I'm eating to come near her. For the smell alone is so triggering. That um, she feels the need to uh, turn the fans on me. Like Monty Burns sending in the hounds. And will turn on the fan. The Ann fan. I have not made a single cheese joke. Since I've seen this show. Which is a few minutes ago. It looks like everybody's kind of getting a little bit in trouble for leaning too much on the pantry and not enough on the basket ingredients. So they all did bad in that perspective, which is great. We love it when they all do bad because then, you know, you don't feel bad when someone goes home and, oh, what a surprise, sad desk. Dinner is going home. The sad desk dinner, and this is true. Well, it was. I guess it was technically grits, but yeah, I I would and will again eat grits with cut up sausage at my desk. Instant grits, and it's delicious. But it's also not cute. Not something you would serve to Marcus Samuelson's shit. So, Lil Roth versus. Big Lef- Lanfranco, and we have a mac and cheese, grilled cheese. Again, a uh, disgusting horror, but just mm, so bad. Do I want to take a bite of that? Honey crisp apples, salted caramel, apples, cheese, oh, man, and alpine cheddar. They just handed it to them. Make a cheddar apple crumble, call it good. Um, this is something where, I mean, you can do a creative, uh, addition, but again, they've already gotten kind of shit on for relying too heavily on the pantry. The basket ingredients here kind of sell themselves to a really nice, tidy, good story. But wow, wow. Does that Alpine cheddar look divine? It's powdered almost when you break it apart. It's so dry. Can you imagine the nuttiness on the tongue? Mm, delicious. <laughs> Anyways, Rob's talking about living in Nashville, and she saw a few basket ingredients, and she knew she's doing an apple and alpine tart. Cool. Yeah, that's what I was hoping to see. Apple and cheese is going to be Good use that mac and cheese I do have cheese right now but what vessel I guess I could flash fry some broccoli make a quick cheese sauce on top a little flour add some butter I'll make a roux melt in the cheese I think it sounds delicious and I wonder if it'll be good Survey says yes. Survey says yes. This morning at 6 a.m., I awoke knowing I need to cook the chicken now or I was going to have to throw it away. I made a variance on a French classic, Chicken with Onions and Cream, from Mastering the Art of French Cooking by Julia Childs. Normally, you would use much more onion, you would deglaze with white wine. And that's really the only two differences of what and you use heavy cream, of course. So this morning, I did not deglaze with white wine. I used a very small amount of onion. I used 2% milk, because that's all we had. And uh, I tell you, it came out, it came out great. It came out absolutely great. So I can't wait to make it again as I've made it a million times before. The light version, just as good as the rich version. And perhaps better for, you know, me and my family. Um, So on hand, easy in the repertoire, minimal prep, one pan dish, basically. I cooked some rice, too. And uh, that was all, you know, before 8 AM. And then I went to work. So, such is life. Don't tell me you're tired. Don't complain to me about not having enough hours in the day to do all the things you want to do. And when I say that, I'm talking to myself. Because you know what? I make a lot of goddamn excuses. I love doing nothing. Oh, I would do nothing all day if I could. Not really talking about the cooking because we're not really seeing a lot of cooking. We just have two. We have two contestants with shit in the oven. You need nothing to look at. I got no, no good things. I mean, I guess Rob should j- just start just kind of jogging in place. She's just nervous. We're kind of not watching cooking right now. We're watching the undoing of man. And um, you know who doesn't delight in a mild upheaval? You know, no one's getting hurt. Somebody's getting paid. You know, they're walking away with ten thousand minus taxes they got a cool six sixty, seven thousand. Maybe a little more, maybe less, depending on ultimately, you know, what tax bracket they're in If that's the only ten thousand dollars they've made all year, I mean pay your taxes on it and get those taxes back. It's chopped. It's fine. Okay, Roth is loving this jogging place thing. She is hopping, jumping, and she is even getting into her recap. She is talking with her hands. She is reliving this moment with the producer in the fullness of it, and we're really getting an experience right now. looks like she just grated the apple with a microplane. I'm not sure what she's doing. It's kind of like the way you would zest a lemon, but she did it with an apple. And I don't know about you and how you feel about apples. But when I think of, like, what's my favorite part of an apple? I wouldn't say the again. And then if you asked me, what is the best way that you like your apple? I wouldn't say, grated very finely so that it feels like wet snow. That's not the way I would prefer it. So why she is doing that. Grating an apple like it's Parmesan cheese on pasta. I don't know. Alright, she's taking her tarts out. They're a little brown on top. She looks like, did she make ice cream? She's scooping that. Uh, We've got ice cream in a bowl. Did he make a dessert soup? That sounds pretty good. A little fruit compote on top. Let's see. And they're done finally, God, free me from this prison. My life. It's just what I do. Salted caramel, gold flake plumes, panda cotta. Yeah, I didn't even know he made a panna <laughs> But again, it was just like, whip some stuff together, put it in the oven, and wait. It was not that exciting of a dessert round wow, we are getting the size differential at its fullness right now. This guy is at least 15 inches taller than her, if not 18 to a full two feet. Like what if she's not, (laughs) well, I would say what if she's not even 4'11", but like if she's 4'11", if he's two feet taller than her, that would make him almost a 7 foot person which I don't think he's 7 feet tall I think he's at least 6 foot 7 though and she's probably around my size probably a little bit shorter maybe she's 5 foot tall but honestly you wouldn't know like what if he's regular size and she's 4 foot 5 we'll never know and his panna is not getting that high of marks in fact Alex Grant Gordon Shelley just said, "I think it's a bit of a cop out." Oh no, but he just came through with a good reason to uh, a reason to give him the money. They were like, why are you buying? What do you want this money for? And he was like, I want to buy an engagement ring for my girlfriend. And they were like, ah, you made something oh, mediocre, but you have a good story. Shit, now i got to give you the money. Because that's it. You know, a lot of this is character, too. And, you know, who's got a good story? Who do they think they're going to do good with the money? Just once I'd like to see someone walk out there and be like, oh, I'm going to buy a hooker for a weekend <laughs> and that's it they're like that's it <laughs> I was like well for the whole weekend yeah just, I mean after taxes I've only got about $7,000 yeah I'll I'd be, I'd, I'd be lucky if I can take her out to dinner the next night I'll run up a bill pretty quick and they're just staring at you and you know that even though you just Made a beautiful spiced flan, sitting in a pool of the most refreshing yet decadent sauce you've ever tasted, uh, with a candied, you know, herb leaf on top, just to tie in all the nuances. Um, They say, "Well, I guess we can't give this to you because you just said you're going to spend it on." Just one prostitute weekend, and um, that's a real damn, damn shame. But now, what what would you do if two of them? They both had really terrible plans for their money. Like the second one was like, "Well, my brother's being held on bond for grand theft auto, so I'll probably postpone." <laughs> <laughs> And they're just choosing between while well, we can let <laughs> a potential felon back out, um, or we can give some business to um, a sex worker. You go with the sex worker. You do. <laughs> you absolutely do. Every time. 100%. So. But, like, where's where do we draw the line? You know, like, let me see someone go home. Free me. Let me go lay down. All right. And the cloche is coming up. It's going down. Who's going home? Kinda gotta. Oh. Ralph's going home. Little lady lost. Little lady lost. Tall man oh man said I can but I think they kind of let us know that when he dropped the engagement ring bomb and the whole crowd went wild all right well that's all what if it wasn't recording at all this whole time Nah, just kidding I definitely was all right love you bye